0: When I was a little girl, my grandmother would start her day at the kitchen table with a cup of coffee. And when I would wake up, I would join her at that table and we would talk, we would laugh, and I would listen and I would learn. Sometimes she would talk to her girlfriends and I would soak it all in. They talked about life, they talked about love, But mostly she talked about being ferociously her, being her authentic self in a world that didn't always accept who she was, how she was, or that she was. But she didn't let that stop her. She made shift happen anyway. My granny's not with us anymore, but that doesn't mean the laughing and the learning has to stop. Join me, ladies and gentlemen, at my kitchen table and let's keep talking shift
1: you're listening to talking shift the podcast with your host marissa, Coupé. marissa Coupé. Talking Shift is a trademarked production of Marissa Q. Payne International, your source for coaching and consulting when you need a major shift in life or leadership. Have bag, we'll travel. (laughs) For more information, visit MarissaQPayne.com. Get you some good friends when you're going through your shift. That's the message here. For now, listen, learn, and laugh with your host, Marissa Q. Payne.
0: Emphasis on at the moment. Welcome back, friends. It is your favorite host, Marissa Q. Payne. This is Talking Shift Podcast, and I am super excited to dig into what I know a lot of you all will be able to relate to. Sometimes I come to you in the strength of my gift as life and leadership coach. Other times I come to you in my journey as a regular woman. I don't know. I think probably today I'll just be regular woman because our guest today are also regular women. (laughs) They're professionals, but they love talking healing and they know a little something about transition and creating safe spaces for women in particular. And so I think that I will be in that energy as we dig into this conversation Um, Kiana Daniels identifies as a connector of safe spaces, which I love because we all need that. We've talked about that many times here about how important it is to have support when you are going through shifts and transitions and change. And the fact that we have like an expert in the building of what it takes to actually make that happen for people is like, I know that's going to be good and one of my favorite things to do when we come to the kitchen table is to trust but verify as y'all know Um, Kiana brought with her her business partner and someone that she considers to be a confidant as well Bridget Flaherty so you know the conversation is going to be twice as nice welcome ladies to talking shift hello thank you for having (laughs) us yes thank you thank you so much for being here so um I think that the audience can't necessarily see you, but from what I've heard, you might be like a least likely partnership. Why don't we start there and tell me (laughs) about, you know, how you two came together?
2: Yes. Well, so least likely is right. Um, I think if people uh, looked at us just purely based off of appearance, that would be the case. But if they Mm -hmm. looked at our hearts, they would know that this is the perfect pairing. So... Bridget and I, we are about, I think, 12 or 13 years difference. I'm a millennial. She is a s- Gen X. Gen X. <laughs> I was going to call you a seasoned woman, but <laughs> uh, and she is a white woman. I am a black woman. And so from that perspective, we're different. However, our conversation is very similar. And that is what drew us together in our friendship first and then to become business partners. And so the story kind of how we got started was we were both at a networking event for this organization here in Dayton, Ohio called Dayton, which connected young professionals in the Dayton area to charity work to nonprofit organizations to volunteerism and to professional Mm -hmm. development and there were several people in the room that kept coming up to the both of us saying you all have to meet each other. Have you met Bridget? (laughs) Have you met Key? You know, and we're like, no, who is this woman that everybody keeps (laughs) talking about? (laughs) So then when we finally met, it was just like, okay. And like, I think when we met, it was brief. But then Mm -hmm. what we did do is put it on the calendar to get together to do lunch. (laughs)
3: <laughs> and lunch turned into three hours yeah and and, and we that. cried and
2: we again we saw each other we heard each other it, it was like it was so refreshing and so unexpected at the same time because like we didn't walk into that meeting thinking that it, we were going to be in tears like sobbing mm. like it was crazy yeah. but also feeling very safe feeling very mm. m- you know we, we we gave each other permission to show up fully and authentically and vulnerably. And we didn't know that we both needed that. And so wow. that didn't turn into something else that the rest is history after that.
0: Yeah, because you're now business partners.
2: Now business partners.
0: Podcast hosts.
3: Yes. You want to talk a little bit about <laughs> that, Bridget? Absolutely. I, I think that both of us have a growth mindset, a healing mindset. Mm-hmm. Both of us want... Mm-hmm to be the best versions of ourselves and approach life with, uh, curiosity. And so Mm. that has created this amazing space for the two of us to be vulnerable, real, and learn from one another, which Mm. has been just such an amazing blessing. And so Mm. we started this podcast really coming from that place, like really wanting to share, not only our relationship with the world, but really like share the tools that have created this really deep wealth of safety and, and relationship. We want others to experience the beauty of what we have created for one another. The tribe. Yes. Essentially the tribe, like as you go on this
2: healing journey, you need support. Uh, it is necessary for you to do parts of the healing journey alone and in isolation, but there are also parts of it where you do need people who can cover you, mm-hmm. who can support you, who can share their own best practices and tools. And with Bridget being, you know, 12 years older than me, she started her, we actually started in the same year, but at different levels with different life experiences. And so we were able to share those tips and tools that we've used that have helped us and then pick it up. If we felt like we could implement and apply it to our own lives. And it's just been really helpful. And so seeing that we are like, wow, you know, we have collectively been on this healing journey, but also individually, and we've served a purpose in each other's lives. We know that other women would like this, they need this. And so how, how do we, how do we share that? How do we continue creating that? Because Bridget also previously has been working with women in empowerment. And so had I, and so we, we had a history of this essentially. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of like a way of life for us. Like we just, Mm -hmm. we just are, you know, we are, we just, we just do life and then it impacts other people. And so we were like, well, if this is our gift, you know, let's be intentional about it. Mm -hmm. And then, the podcast came in and we learned all these other things <laughs> and got a producer because wow. we know our strengths and we know our weaknesses. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, you know, as I'm listening to you, one women's empowerment, passionate person to two others, I can hear and I know that you've heard, you know, I just I don't get along with women, um, number one, or the generational divide, right? I hate those millennials, I hate those Gen Xers. <laughs> you all are talking about making something happen that so many people think uh, racial divide. That's three things right there before we even get into personality and you know all of the other things. You're talking about doing something that a lot of people w- desire. Yeah. But they have given up on and think doesn't really work. Yeah. Um and so if I'm hearing you correctly, you found each other at a time when you were in a healing journey and you found each other at the right time where your healing needs and her healing needs met each other. And somehow <laughs> it was safe enough, maybe because you didn't know each other. And there was something, you know, that you felt that made it that way. But what have you learned about bridging all of those gaps? Hmm.
3: Honestly, it's been pretty natural, and, and okay, and I understand that that might diminish what what the difference is. But the truth is, I I think there's there's a mutual respect that from that first three hours that the two of mm-hmm. us had for one another. And I also do think that the healing journey is important p- part of it F- mm. for me personally, rec- part of the healing journey was recognizing the ways in which I had showed up in the world in harmful ways. And mm. so realizing that created within me this like humility in a way. And I approached the world in, I need community. I need mm-hmm. support and I need to learn. And so mm-hmm. that that created the platform so that by the time Kiana showed up in my life, this beautiful young woman showed up in my life, I was I was ready to be open to hearing what I what like hearing the lessons that I have learned from Kiana, right? And I think all of us can show up in the world that way, recognizing that regardless of our intentions, all of us have hurt other people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And as soon as we really internalize that and do the work to forgive ourselves, we show up differently in the world. We forgive other people more quickly and we're more open to hearing about other experiences and without judgment. Mm-hmm. Wow,
0: this is what I'm hearing. You know, there's a saying, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. Mm-hmm. So when the woman is ready, the friend will appear.
3: Wow, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah.
0: I love what you said about doing your own work, right? And I, the other thing I love that you said is, I need community that that resonates with me so profoundly you know i relocated and we may talk about this when we get into you all's personal shifts but i remember when i relocated um i actually relocated twice in 2 years to two different cities two parts of the country away from what i knew as you know my foundation from my hometown the first move no muy bueno. Yeah. <laughs> Forgive me, y'all. I'm, I don't speak Spanish, so I don't know why I did that. But <laughs> I did not enjoy New York City. Like, I love to visit, did not enjoy living there. And then I moved to the South, which was a much easier transition, you know, much more my pace. And when it came time to renew my lease, I was just like, you know what? I have been like going through one of the hardest shifts in my life out here in the wilderness hard everything in my life does not need to be hard I need to get back to my people (laughs) yes (laughs) I need community like it matters you know so that that just really really hit me I was like we're gonna make we're gonna make the weekends easy yeah right (laughs) because I know some people and I don't have to like create a network and all of that I'm an introvert I was just like this is that's hard. I don't want everything to be hard. Balance. So I, I so appreciate that.
2: <laughs> we absolutely need balance.
0: Exactly. Yes. Exactly. So tell me what well, you guys have talked about healing, but we haven't talked about it yet. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about what you, you know, we talk shift here. So tell me what you were shifting from. What were you healing mm-hmm. from? That really, really mattered. I know, Kiana, you've talked about, you know, some some professional shifts that you've made in your life. So maybe we start with you, but you know, maybe something else resonates. I don't know.
2: Well, yeah, honestly, I feel like I've been in the shift for quite some time. It uh, mm-hmm. so
0: that's real. right. You
2: know, we met when I was in St. Louis the first time. Um, mm-hmm. so 2013 and 2017, I was there four years, and. St. Louis became my home. Like It became a safe place for me. It was the place that activated the true essence of who I have always been but didn't realize. And it gave me the platform and the foundation to catapult and grow and become the woman that I was created to be. Uh, And so I have such a love for St. Louis. And I always say that when I write my book, my forward is going to be a love letter to St. Louis, you know, because Mm -hmm. while I came there when I was 24, I was grown. I wasn't grown, grown. Like I grew up in (laughs) St. Louis (laughs) in those four years. Um, Yeah. So then like leaving there and I wasn't planning to come back to Dayton. I was planning to go to Tampa to help build that entrepreneurial ecosystem. But God called me home because my grandfather became I guess, ill in a way, and my mom needed help. And so as her daughter, her oldest daughter, I was like, you know, I'm thinking ahead. I'm a proactive strategy, visionary kind of person. So my mom was like, okay, I need to go home and and help my mom take care of my grandfather because I don't wanna have to take care of her no time soon. And so that's why I made that decision. And I love my grandfather. Uh, That's my guy. But that was very much the reason why I decided to come home. And I committed to a year, Marissa, like a year. (laughs) A year is what I said. Well, (laughs) Uh in that year, it really not even it was like I got to Dayton and I and I went on sabbatical from my last job. So I was burnt out and I was going to start my consulting business and I knew how to look for the resources so I started going out looking for them. In that time, I ended up seeing a gap in the community for black entrepreneurs and black young professionals to access to the resources. Um, yeah. And so, you know, as a social worker, we're, we're problem solvers. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and we, You're visionary. you know what I mean? We
0: make shift happen. We make shift happen. Know?
2: And so when we see <laughs> gaps, we fill them. And so it yes. was really an organic thing. I didn't even plan that per se. Kind of like I started doing it and then I got intentional because I saw what I was doing. Nonetheless, fast forward, I put on this entrepreneurial resource fair and it, it literally brought out the city and it was it showed the city something that they hadn't seen before. So what it, what happened, what God did was he used me to catalyze some things and essentially it opened up doors. So that one year that I committed to ended up turning into four and a half years where I was building community. I was building our entrepreneurial ecosystem. I built my businesses, ended up starting, went from one business to three businesses, Uh, Mm -hmm. you know, met people like Bridget and started building community for myself. We talked, talk about community and so i was i was just constantly i was in a season of shifts like you know just one Mm -hmm. thing after the other and i was tired if i'm honest it was good but it was it was all good (laughs) honestly it was really like amazing i got to places financially all these things and but i was tired and i said god i need a break Mm -hmm. i need a break Mm -hmm. okay and so the moment you tell me this assignment is up I am up out of here, okay, and so <laughs> then that's when he told me it was up, but he never told me to leave, so we'll we'll get into mm-hmm. that a little later, but yeah. I ended up looking for a job on LinkedIn, found a job that took me back to St Louis, where mm-hmm. I am currently residing for a job that actually financially was like a forty thousand dollar increase where I was already making good money but <clears throat> mm-hmm. and then it's they sold me. And it sounded good. And I think it sounded good because I was running from Dayton, oh. uh, running from my calling, running from myself in a way of like, I, I, the, the vision is too big for me and I'm a little scared. So let me go shrink. Let me do something I know I can handle. Right. And um, so I was also personal in a personal shift. Mm-hmm. I, I was just. Like everything was changing. I was like, who are you? Like, I don't, I don't even mm-hmm. recognize the words coming out of my mouth. I don't even recognize certain things that I'm now interested in. My desires were shifting. My priorities were shifting. My, what success looked like was shifting. What quality of mm-hmm. life looked like was shifting because I have been doing healing since 2015. And at this time I was in a second deep dive of healing. I was learning how to have better boundaries. I was unlearning all of these things. So, as I was healing myself personally, it was shifting things professionally because professionally and personally, I was not aligned. And mm-hmm. it wasn't until I got to St. Louis that it really was very clear because that job, while like for a lot of people could have been a dream job, right? Yeah. It was a place where I had actually wanted to be. <laughs> Yeah. turned out I didn't really want to be there. And so, yeah. you know, within three months, within the first month, I felt this internal resistance to the work, mm-hmm. to, to, to the way they wanted me to do things. And I was like, well, this yeah. isn't what we talked about in the interview. Like I'm a builder and a creator. I don't go into mold into things. I, I create, you know what I mean? Like I have free will. So this isn't that. So that's one thing. So I thought it was imposter syndrome.
1: And it mm-hmm. wasn't.
2: So I started to mm-hmm. work on it, though. I started to figure out, okay, imposter syndrome. I haven't been here in a very long time. Let's figure it out. Well, two months later, at the three-month mark, I think, God God said, no, this is not imposter syndrome. You are out of alignment. And I'm going to need mm-hmm. you to quit. And I was like, what? <laughs> quit after I am picked up and moved here and I'm making good money and I haven't necessarily saved to be on sabbatical again. But, like, you saying what? And that was it. And like Bridget, um, who she is in my life is, I I believe a lot of times she, she comes in and she gives me, she confirms a lot of things that God tells me, but she does it Mm -hmm. in a uh, external verbal voice. And so like, Mm -hmm. even before I left Dayton to come back to St. Louis, I remember we were at the concert at the Plevitt and we ran into each other randomly and Bridget is she's so she's such a affirmer. She's a great af- a affirmative mm. person. And so she came up to me and she like looked me dead in my eyes. She has great eye contact. <laughs> and she says, Key, I I need you to really understand and realize how powerful you are. I really need mm. you to understand the power that is within you and how awesome you are. And it made me cry. Mm. <laughs> I'm tearing up now because Because as a friend and a business partner um, and knowing myself and knowing that I've been running from the call that is over my life, that is great. I know it, but it scares me um, to have someone in my life, to to see it and to acknowledge it yeah. and point it out and like remind me often. It was, it was just, and then her being older to me, it's like not a mother instinct, but like a, maybe an older sister auntie kind of thing. Like it was just like, mm. a, it was very nurturing and I, I needed that. And, uh, she supported me leaving, even though I think she probably knew I'd be back,
0: but <laughs> Oh, that's so, that's good. It was
2: amazing. And so I'm like, man, you know, when you have people like that, when you're going through all these shifts and changes and you don't quite know, you haven't quite arrived to what will be the outcome. It's just yeah. really helpful.
0: Oh, <laughs> the it's the nuggets for me. I don't know how many of them y'all caught, but <laughs> you said so much in there. You know that that resonated and blessed my spirit. I think one of the things that's standing out that you talked about was the difference between going from running from versus running to. Yeah. And that's so big, you know, I t- I mentioned my relocations. Two of them, to some extent, was running from something. When I first left St. Louis, I was over it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had I had been wanting to relocate for so long. <laughs> and at the time, my husband and I then, you know, we had children. So, you know, it was a more complicated, we couldn't just pick up and go, and we had been waiting we, I had been relying on his job to relocate us. And and, sub, and as a result of that, it didn't, it wasn't happening. We had a lot of possibles and they just kept falling through, kept falling through. So at the time, we, our relationship was strained. And, you know, I was just like, can you take you know, a lateral position instead of looking for a promotion so that we just can get out of here. I'm the firstborn as well. That comes with a lot of responsibility. I was tired, right? I was empty nest. I'm like, the kids are gone. Like, please, let's go. I'm exhausted. (laughs) I want to go. We are tired.
1: right?
0: (laughs) So that's going away from something. That's not going to something, right? So it's not a surprise when you get there and it's like, okay, now you here, now what? (laughs) Right. And the second time, so we got there, the relationship was troubled in St. Louis. So guess what? We got to New York and the relationship was still troubled. Mm. Now I'm running from the relationship. Yeah. (laughs) I want out of there too, right? So I'm coming down south. So when I moved, again, when I moved, you know, the last move, I was like, I need community, yeah. right? I'm moving into my future. I see my vision again. I know myself again. Like I know what I need. That's a different kind of move, yeah. right? When you're making that shift. So that moving, you know, asking yourself, what am I shifting? Am I shifting from something or shifting to something yeah. matters? It does that matters and that affirmation i love what you said bridget being affirming and that eye contact <laughs> like you know um somebody can see it in your eyes yes man <laughs> it's like you know cuz sometimes when you're connecting spiritually and you have that person you don't want to make eye contact with them <laughs> right. cuz you know they will see yes. you and it's like, I don't want you in my business. Don't look at me right now.
2: Yeah, it's like, it's like it's, <laughs> it's serious.
0: <laughs> right, you know, because I know the moment I look at you or we make eye contact, I'm going to start crying. The emotion, the truth is going to come out, yes. you know? So it's like, I'm going to look over here. And it's like, no, you need that, you know, in your life. You need somebody that you can make eye contact with and know the yeah. truth. And even if the truth is not what seems right for you right now, they're going to stick beside you no matter what. Right. And it's like, listen, if this is what you feel like you need to do, then this is what you need to do in this moment, in this season. Yep. Right. And that's fine. It's always a part of the process. I don't believe in mistakes. Me right. Either. There are no mistakes. Yeah. If you compelled and that's what you need, then that's part of your process. Go on over
2: there. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs>
0: so you could be on the podcast later <laughs> talking about, girl, I had no business over there. <laughs>
2: exactly. Everything has to How else reasons. would you
0: have known if you didn't go? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? I'm all about the process.
2: We are about the process. It's all about the process mm. and the journey for us because, I mean, it's not necessarily easy always and it's really challenging, but it's also, we oftentimes, we talk about how the balance of the journey, right? It's It's scary. It's muddy. It's dark, you know all those things, but then it's also beautiful and it's insightful and it's like, it's amazing because this growth that you see within yourself and then that we see within each other, it's just amazing. So yeah, I had to go on this journey. I'll talk about that a little later because there's more shifts that (laughs) have occurred, but I mean, Mm. I don't regret any of it. It was all by design.
0: I love it. Bridget, what, what, tell us, (laughs) ma'am, what healing journeys you have been shifting out of or into? I don't, I don't know how far to go back.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so I, I guess the, the biggest part of my healing journey and the big, the catalyst. And, and I, I talk about this on our podcast in 2015, I was suicidal and I mm. checked myself into a healing facility, inpatient treatment center, and I was there for eight weeks. I spent Thanksgiving, Christmas, and New Year's 2015 into 2016 in treatment. And when I got home, I felt like a little seedling, like I had planted a new seed of my life and I was this little tiny like plant that I knew someday I'd meet a mighty oak, but at the time I just felt like every wind felt like a hurricane, and so Mm -hmm. I, out of necessity, hit the reset button on my life. And I made healing the number one priority. I quit my job, I sold my house, I sold all of my belongings. I was in intensive outpatient treatment. And I met Key in 2017. So very shortly after this intense reboot of my life that had all kinds of repercussions. Um, And at this point, I'm so incredibly grateful for it. It mm-hmm. was a necessary reflection because I was, I had lived my life in so much unhappiness for so long. Um, now, since that, there has been a lot of growth and a lot of bumps. As you can imagine, that mm. journey is not a straight line. Um, of course. And a, a lot of my story prior to that reboot had to do with creating the trauma of my childhood in relationships with men in my life. And Mm -hmm. um, I clearly remember actually at one point, Key and I were at work, and I was in an early stage of a dating relationship where I was repeating those patterns. And Mm -hmm. Key was the safe place, the safe person that I could talk to and she didn't sugarcoat stuff for me. She's like, that's not cool, Bridget. Like that, (laughs) what he's doing is not okay. And it was Mm -hmm. like, I needed that, right? I needed to hear holy, like, she's right. This is not okay. Yeah. And instead of that being six years, it was four months. Partly because I had started my healing journey and partly because I had that community, right? I had this friend who saw me, who knew the details of all of that stuff I shared with you and so much more, and knew that I was repeating patterns and that I needed to Mm -hmm. hear that. And so the shift for me was this really major earth-shattering, life-changing journey in 2015 and 2016. And then it has been this growth from that place with these multiple aha moments
0: that, that. From shift to from shift.
3: From shift to shift. Exactly.
0: <laughs> yes. Which is beauty. I love that so much. It wasn't, it was four months. It wasn't six years. Powerful. You know, there's this, the like, usually, right, in a lot of relationships, there's this dogmatic judgment from your quote unquote mm-hmm. friends. Yeah. Oh my God, you're doing that thing, right? And so then you don't, you won't talk to them anymore. So when you're in that situation, you don't have the support you need because you're worried about being judged, criticized, etc. So the four months does turn into a longer period of time. Four months is growth. Mm-hmm. Like who the hell gets there <laughs> from You know, a hundred to one overnight. No, that's not life. (laughs) You know, and we've got to be forgiving and more gracious to ourselves and to each other. You know, let love abound in our relationships, man. (laughs) y'all are beautiful together. (laughs) Agreed. (laughs) So the people want to know, it's like, okay, where is my Keanna? Where is my Bridget? (laughs) Like how, how, what? Tell us about, tell us about you. Like what have you co-created together and how can the people learn and glean more? Yes.
2: Well, so the podcast, right. So it's starting with the podcast. And so Bridget and I, let me tell you this, this is, this is, I think probably going to resonate. I don't know if it'll resonate with people, but hopefully it does. But I told Bridget, uh, what pro- I think it was last month when I was here on business and I said, Bridget, honestly, you are quite honestly the model for the partner that I need in my life. Like you're, you're the perfect mm-hmm. partner that I want in my man, you know, cause me and her <laughs> are so aligned, like on our d- decision-making You know, with the business, the way that we are both committed to healing and our growth and we give each other permission to um, to be authentic in the life that is happening around us. Like, you know, so typically in business, like it's all about profit. We're not about we're not not about profit, but we're less about profit and more about us And that, you know, life happens, shifts happen. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. we honor that. And we're going to say, like, if we have a crisis, but we were scheduled to meet, it's okay. You know, it, we're mm-hmm. groomed and conditioned to be like, oh, my gosh, like we had a meeting and I'm just so you know, I'm so sorry. We're constantly apologizing. They're Like, no, it's okay. We will reschedule. Guess what? We own mm-hmm. this. We can do what we want. You Please. know what I mean? So <laughs> we our our tagline is like we operate in flow, not in force. And it came from. Mm-hmm a meeting that we were supposed to have but you know we needed to reschedule and like being able to give bridget permission to, like hey it's okay like take that pressure up off of you because i don't like to work like that and i don't want you to work like that that's not what we create our best work you know um yeah. so i say that to say that's kind of the foundation like the way me and bridget are i'm telling you i'm like man i'm I'm like this she the checklist for my man speak, <laughs> my it. Man. <laughs>
0: speak it yes ma'am But um. You listening? Are you listening, okay. sir? You yeah. heard it yeah. right. Are those your qualities? <laughs> you can reach her at the website that will be shared momentarily. <laughs>
2: right. uh, so we're moved, we've moved into conferences and retreats this year, which we're super excited about. Bridget, you want to share more about our conference?
3: Yeah. So we've got a women's conference coming up in October of 2023. Mm -hmm. It's in Dayton, Ohio. Um, We are super excited about it. So we have invited a number of women to be a part of that conference. We've got breakout sessions. We're going to have rejuvenation stations. Uh, We've got a fantastic panel of women healers in different modalities to share with us the ways in which we can heal and grow and we've we've got some involved sponsors who support what we're up to and so i i'm thrilled and excited and uh, i don't think we're ready to announce yet but we've got some good stuff coming next year as well along the same lines Mm -hmm. helping to share not just our experience but to share the the wealth of knowledge that's available from other women, not only in our community, like mm-hmm. in our community, but in the healing community in general, and to really highlight yeah. the ways in which we can all benefit from personal growth and from community.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We, we're going to disrupt this notion that you can't find support, Absolutely. right? Michelle Obama's The Light We Carry, you know, she talked a lot about friendships, and which is fairly shocking, mm-hmm. right? To me, one of the most compelling aspects of the book to me was her talking about getting new friends in DC when she moved to the white house. I'm like, girl, you was getting friends (laughs) in the white house. She prioritizes, And I'm just like, OK, if Michelle is still prioritizing getting friendships, we have no excuse. Like, stop it. We all need it. It's an innate human need. Absolutely. So super excited about that. What where can they find information about the conference? So,
3: yeah, so they can find information on our website. It's tears, tides and transformation dot com.
0: Tears, Tides, and Transformation.com. Mm-hmm. Love it. You were gonna say, Keanu. Yeah,
2: I was gonna say to to that point about like finding friends and community, because that that is a gift of mine. Wherever I go, I meet no stranger and I make genuine real friends as an adult woman, male and female. Mm-hmm. And so I also believe in just resonating with Michelle Obama as she was talking about that. Um we 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 go through seasons, right? And I Am in a, a believer and have experienced that in my different seasons, God will bring me people who are right for that season. And I also mm-hmm. have accepted that people are seasonal at the same time. So like I, I can let go of attachment when it's time because the holding on mm-hmm. to attachment is what frustrates and hurts us, right? But but if we yeah. understand that in every season, there is somebody, a resource, a person, a place that is right for us, that is there to support us in that particular season, whether it's a short or a long season. I think that we would we'd be able to live a better quality of life, if you will, a healthier life, mm-hmm. a life that wasn't so riddled with, like, challenge like hardships you know what i mean because like we can be receptive like we're not receptive to a lot of things that are supposed to be because we're so ingrained on perpetuating tradition
0: drops the (laughs) mic
3: (laughs) i'd like to add to that you know friendships require um feeding you know, so like mm-hmm. if you want meaningful connection in your life, you have to feed those connections. It, it is it is making time, it is sending those text messages, it is having the conversations, it's being vulnerable. And you know, when people ask how, how do you create a friendship like this, it it is being deliberate in showing up for that person and being deliberate in opening up to that person Mm -hmm. I mean of course you don't want to show up that way to everyone not everybody deserves your intimate life details but that is the foundation that meaningful relationships are built on
0: yeah black white different regions multi-generations different personalities safe space yeah I love it Kiana and Bridget, thank
2: you. (laughs) Thank you.
0: (laughs) Thank you so much for gifting us. Any final thoughts or anything you want to leave with our listeners? We know where to get information about the conference. Is that the same place to get the podcast? It
2: has everything. It has our whole catalog, more about Bridget and I. We'll be uploading more things on the the website. And then at all of our social media Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn at Tears Tides and Transformation. It's pretty simple. Uh but I will leave the 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 listeners with this in, in regard to shifts. Life is full of shifts and it is very much inevitable. So the more that we go with the flow, it is it will be Mm -hmm. easier for us to really become who we were destined to be that has been my journey and i just want people to be encouraged to give themselves permission to let go and to embrace the shifts and the changes that come with life and growth because we are on a constant self-discovery journey
1: You've been listening to Talking Shift, the podcast with your host, Marissa Q. Payne. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend, like or subscribe for future episodes and leave us a review. Talking Shift is a trademark production of Marissa Q. Payne International, your source for coaching and consulting when you need a major shift in life or leadership. For more information, visit Marissacupane.com or follow us in social spaces at Marissa Cupane.